Hello good people and welcome to this special bonus kind of episode sort Not of an episode. Not an episode, doesn't count. Yeah, I know, not an episode. It's just a bonus of the Brunswick Beer Collective and this is uh, kind of something different where that we kind of want to talk about a specific topic and the specific topic this time is pub crawls. Yeah, and how to plan them. Exactly, and it's something that we've done a lot of, uh, we talk about a lot of, didn't really fit the rest of the show, so we wanted to record it now. So, right now, I'm Chris Shorten, with me is Jeffrey Chi. Good evening. And Paul Christoph. Good evening. And one of the things that we all have in common is that we've all gone on so many pub crawls, we don't really know what's going on. Well, we did record an entire episode at one. That is true. We that, did. That was, that, the... was the, that was unplanned. That was the adventure. That was the adventure. Yeah. So that's the complete opposite of a pub crawl. Which, and, not really acting. What would the opposite of a pub crawl be? Um, Wanda? Sitting at home, drinking non-alcoholic drinks? Oh, no, no. I think, I think the opposite of a pub crawl is almost like, well, the, the complete opposite would be uh, sitting in one spot, drinking non-alcoholic, or not drinking, or just like, not, I don't just, know. Just, yeah. But at the very I, least, the adventure was, a pub crawls, which is the topic of this episode, are very planned things, or ones that we do sort of wait, once wait, every... Wait, episode now? Yeah, good point. Thing. Good point. But no, but I think I think of like you know, like say like a tap challenge or something as being like almost mm. the, the polar opposite of a pub crawl. Like so, pub crawl is, you know, one beer at many venues. Many beers in many one. Many beers in one venue. So, for those listening at home, let's talk about how to plan your pub crawl. Napkins, endless napkins. Not endless. One napkin. You get one napkin. One napkin. Wait, Very do, important. You only it, have one napkin. Uh, although, is that a rule? Should there only be one napkin? Yes. I so think so. Yeah. If, if Why do pub, you need more than one? If, if you have more than one napkin, then that encourages... It's like when you have the big house and you just fill it with crap, you don't really need it. More than one napkin, it encourages diversion from the... Uh, so I think before, so what you need, you need so I think the starting point is you need to have a you need to have a general concept before you even start with the napkin. Like we don't just get the napkin and go. That's a pub crawl. Let's just let's just write shit on the napkin and then go. You know, so we could, but it wouldn't be a very good pub crawl. Yeah, so I think, uh, and and we were talking about this earlier. So I think the first thing you need to do is really just just choose a general kind of area, right? Because you're not going to be able to cover a massive expanse of the world in mm. one pub crawl. You kind of need to decide but what can a normal human being conditioning on the group of people you're intending to take on this pub crawl because different people have different definitions of walking distance and all that but you should walk that's very important it has to be walkable and one, yeah it has to be walkable well, it helps you in the long run I right? think I think you can I think I think it's probably allowed to have like a public transport like one like say so for example I went on a pub crawl once that um, went we did a kind of a Northcote part and then Fitzroy part and we used PT in between I think that's, that's acceptable. I think that's yeah. okay, but you shouldn't be like PTing fucking everywhere. I think you mm. can, yeah. But you know, a bit of a cop out, really. Yeah, but you should figure you should do it in a in a region where you go like it's walkable, and you've got to look at and well, density so. of venues. Exactly. Mm. So I was going to say the Hawthorne pub crawl that we did. That was one of the ones where we thought we were a bit edgy. We thought much struggle with like de- venue density. We didn't know, but we were fine. Wait, wait. What end. do we mean by ven- venue density? Well, just there needs to be enough venues in the area you're selecting. Oh, I see. To, I see. Sustain a, a crawl. Yeah, because you base on average, you don't want to really be walking more than maybe fifteen minutes max. I think so. I think so on average. So, but and we're kind of jumping all over the place here. But I do think that it's useful to have the longer walks occur towards the end of the pub crawl rather than the start, because once you've had 
a thousand years. Mm. Those warps are actually quite valuable. They're yes. the things that fucking save you at the end of the night. That's true, and you, can't, uh, you usually don't drink on a warp. No. I mean, usually. you can, but you... You can take tea yeah. on a warp, but you probably shouldn't. Yeah, we generally... We, well, we, we don't really, if we... No. No, I don't no. think we've ever done that. No. I think we, well, our pub crawls have been above board. Yeah. At least in that respect. <laughs> yeah, but on the walking thing, I think also the other thing that... Um, you often find with um, sort of, you know, so when we're sitting there doing the pub crawl, if you look at one of our pub crawl routes, you'll notice that there'll be times in the venue and there'll be mm. times in the next venue, but there'll actually be gaps in between and those gaps will vary. I see right. too many pub crawl routes which and either have no gap, which is you'll instantaneously transport yourself from venue A to venue B, or that it's all these things are equidistant, and neither of the things are true. Like, and and that was actually one of the first things because um, what the I, I was at the first triathlon, you which is your your like like the beginning of all things, yeah, yeah. the beginning of all things. And uh, I distinctly remember seeing the pub crawl list or the pub list, and it was like there there was walking distance between because we did like a giant walk from one side of Melbourne to the other at one point. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever seen that. That because uh, usually, like people pack those pub cr- pack the uh, the walking distance sometimes into the pub, like the yeah, pub time it's just foolish. Yeah, because I mean, you don't want people to be having to like you know smash their drinks and then mm. you know have to then rush to the next place or something because then you just end up slipping further and further behind schedule, right? So mm. what you want to do, you want to make sure that you've got enough time to have a drink. In a comfortable fashion, so so basically, you want to leave enough time for, for an average person to have one drink in that menu mm. at that time of day, assuming they've been there from the start of the pub crawl, yeah. right? And, well, I think the schedule is very important too. Yeah, especially you know we are now at the age where people mm-hmm. have babies and children yeah, and things, yeah. so people have legitimate excuses to not be there. But suppose if you're up to your mid twenties, there's no excuse. But um, yeah. it's, once you get to, you know, you're in your 30s, like all of us, yeah, but there are people that have legitimate excuses not to be there. So if there's like, a defined schedule... Like they're looking schedule, after a tiny person. That's well set out. You can mm. say, you know, basically you don't even need to contact people. Where are you here? Where are you yeah, now? Yeah. You make a schedule, you stick to it. People yeah. know. I just look at the list. I know I can be at that venue and they will be there. Yep. And always make sure that there is at least one person on the crawl is at the venue... Mm. At the specified time, and and I think that brings another really important point. Is like you need a, you need a timekeeper. That person mm. doesn't have to be the same all the way through the pub crawl. In fact, at the first yeah. triathlon, the timekeeper did change on on a few mm, occasions. That's true. So we picked up, you know. In fact, it's quite handy actually. So you have a group of people there at the start, mm. and they are sober, and then they're less and less sober, and then you pick up someone who then is you know Which the next time. So. Yeah. It's like a relay. You kind of pass the baton <laughs> to the next person, and then they have the timekeeper. Yeah. Bell is handy. Yeah, yeah. Bell, Bell is not handy. not not. not a necessity, but it's a uh, very handy yeah, yeah. Just don't bring a foghorn. Foghorns just no. piss people off. No vivazelas. Don't do no. that. I have been on a pub crawl with a foghorn. That was impressive. It's impressive, but it's just it just it well, just yeah. shits people. Like well, just don't do that. Well, yeah, it, it get it gets old after the first pub. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. There's always the overriding "don't be a dick" rule to everything in life, really. Which yeah. is important, and I suppose I mean you don't depending on the size of your pub crawl, you don't necessarily need to go out and talk to. Republicans and say that you're going to be there um, you can but you don't need to but one thing you definitely should do is just Google opening times <laughs> oh, yeah. but don't you, rely on what yeah, Google says yeah, the opening but times but you Google are. the opening times cross check that against Facebook mm. websites everything just because quite often 
there are multiple opening hours and Google is quite often we've noticed on pub crawls on our travels no matter where you are in the world Google is not always correct yeah. when it comes to opening hours yeah but no that is true and I have heard stories of places that in, it was so difficult to change the opening times of Google that they simply just start opened earlier yeah yeah it was an easier solution Yes, I think, yeah, definitely opening hours. I think also, I think paying attention to the length of your stops in venues is, mm. is important. So I think, you know, on average, like one person drinking a drink, uh, you know, if you think about this when you're sober, you go like, yeah, 30 minutes per stop, fucking awesome, right? That's okay, like the first probably two or three stops. It becomes less okay, mm. particularly mm. if you haven't factored in the walking time part. As you progress through the thing. So, you know, I generally find that, like, you know, I think, like, 45, 50 minutes on average for, for a venue kind of tends to work well, particularly yeah. at, at our age. I think if we were younger, we would probably be able to do shorter stops. But, but yeah, I think longer stops as you progress through the night as well become important. Makes a lot of sense. And, like, identify where your eating stops are, particularly lunch and dinner. Very and make sure that you have... You know, a good hour, yeah. hour fifteen, hour twenty, to make sure that you have time to sit well, down, order, eat. and definitely book the, book the eating stops. Yes, yes, do that. Find out who is intending to be at the eating stops when they're happening. And yep, book accordingly. Book for a few extras, yeah. you know, if you need to. And I yeah. think also you need to think of the um, drink selection based on the crowd. I mean, when we do them, it's generally a craft beer crowd, so we try to find places that have good craft beer, but we do also try to find places that, you know, will have maybe a good spirit selection at one bar or yep. a mm. good wine selection at another bar. And, you know, if you've got a predominantly wine crowd, you want to make mm. sure you're going to place that have good wine lists, but also have a few good beers in the fridge. Sort of, you're never going to please everyone all the time, but at least make an effort. Yeah. So, to wrap this up, the things that people should remember. Um, walking time. Walking time. Location. Location. Uh, Eating you know, stops. Opening times. But, uh, uh, options of... And just, uh, stay on, just stay on time. You know, time schedule, yeah. You know, if, if, particularly if you've got people coming like at different parts of the day, which generally you do. Like mm. you're really, very rarely going to have a thing... A couple that starts with a group of ten people and finishes with the same ten people. That's yeah, well, okay. actually, no, no. It sounds like those, a challenge. And has, <laughs> and has those same ten people all the way through, right? Like generally speaking, you're going to have people float in and out, like unless you only have nine friends or something. Mm. Which, mm. which, which I mean, we feel sorry in the, for you in the but, Facebook world. Yeah. That's probably not possible. Yeah. So I think you know. So yeah, all these things I think are important. So. For those listening at home, that is how we would design a pub crawl. We suggest you follow that route. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. This has been the BBC on pub crawls. And we will talk to you all soon. <laughs>